This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. This episode of 20th Century Boy is brought to you by Radio Mike on Patreon and the TCB Overflow podcast. If you finish 20th Century Boy and you want to hear more from me, head to patreon.com slash radio Mike and for as little as a dollar a month, get the Overflow podcast, an extra podcast every single week. And the Pat and Mike show where producer Pat and I talk everything behind the scenes of 20th Century Boy. The Patreon is overflowing with content. We'll see you there. Every yeah. now and then, it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Most of the time, it's really not. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is... Didn't think of one this week. I always start with a different name. Realised as soon as I pressed record. Don't have one. Decided to start anyway. Here we are. What, 15, 30 seconds into the pod? It's all, all downhill from here. That should be the that should be the slogan of the show. It's all downhill from here. But, um... Welcome to the show, by the way. This is... <laughs> This is a rough open. It's 20th Century Boy, a podcast by me, Radio Mike, a young writer and producer from here in Melbourne, Australia, just making his way through life. Sometimes it's easier than other times. You know how it is. Um, couple things. First of all, hope you're well. Welcome to another episode. Second of all, you may have heard that uh, <laughs> that little thing at the top there. I'll play it again. Every yeah. now and then, it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Most of the time, it's really not. <laughs> More on that in a sec, um, because I did just say the new catchphrase of this show should be it's all downhill from here. Maybe that should be the slogan of the show. Um, every now and then it's the funniest thing I've ever heard, but most of the time it's not. Um, bit of context on that, just quickly up the top here. That is uh, comedian Lewis Spears, friend of the show. No beef, but... Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about him and his show, Luke and Lewis, later in this episode. But that's him describing my sense of humour on a Patreon bonus episode of his show. And I just thought it was really funny. And I thought it was the perfect way to launch just a new new idea I had for the, for the show, which uh, basically I've mentioned in the past, like, as I said at the top, I always do a different name at the top of each show. Generally, it's themed to RM. Like, because I'm Radio Mike and it could be really oh mad, Radio Against the Machine, whatever it is, feel free to submit your own, whatever. I kind of liken that to like a, a couch gag in The Simpsons. The Simpsons opening credits has a bunch of <clears throat> gags that change each week, you know? The chalkboard gag, Bart writes something different on the chalkboard on every episode. The couch gag, The Simpsons coming to the couch. Every episode it changes. Futurama has one. In their opening credits, every time um, the Planet Express ship in the opening credits flies into um, a billboard that's playing a different old school cartoon. So new couch gag-esque thing for this show. Just before the intro of every show, I'm going to have a different five-ish second pop culture moment, of which this is the first one. Every now and then, it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Most of the time, it's really not. (laughs) And then it'll go into the intro of the show. Just like so every week it's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, what's that? I don't know. And feel free to submit your own. If there is a pop culture moment that you want to hear at the top of the show, 
just to refresh your memory, just as a, a, the T, a TCB couch gag, could call it a TCB quote, quote gag, um, send it in to me. I'll put it in. I've got a few lined up. Um, just, to, just as a little fun thing, because I thought this show is about pop culture generally. This show is about having fun with pop culture and remembering funny moments and connections from things. So if there is a funny thing from a TV show or a movie or a meme or a YouTube channel or anything that you want to hear at the top of the show one week, feel free to send it in. I'm going to choose a bunch of my favorites and then just kind of gives the show another talking point. Might be crap. You might hate it, but it's happening and it's my show. So do with that information what you will. Lots to talk about on today's show, including a bunch of updates from uh, previous episodes but a, and a few new things that I want to talk about. First up, though, as I always do, complain if you might, it is the Patreon plug, uh, plugging the Patreon mics over on patreon.com slash radio mic. If you would like to be a Patreon of the show, just head there and give as little as a dollar a month to get access to the TCB overflow. It goes up as soon as this podcast goes up and is little appendage, a little extra 15 minutes, uh, kind of like a post show. So you finish this show, you jump on the TCB overflow for the post show kind of wind down, a little bit more personal. And the Pat and Mike show, bonus podcast, that is me and Pat, the producer of this show, um, talking behind the scenes stuff. Um, this week on the Pat and Mike show, we will be talking about the Luke and Lewis show. More on that in this pod, but we we're talking about that and uh, news that it is wrapping up. More on that later, because if you're new to the show, you may not know, but this show kind of emerged from an old radio show called Luke and Lewis that is now a podcast. And then I'll talk a bit more about it later. I usually do the analogy of $1 a month for, for a year is $12. That's three coffees a year, $4 for a coffee. If you'd get coffee with me and have these conversations three times a year, please jump on the Patreon. If you think every podcast is worth $1, there's generally four a month. That's $4 a month. That's actually not much money. You probably won't notice it coming out of your account. Just set up a Patreon account. Um, yeah, and it'd be awesome. It helps to just pay to host this podcast online, which is expensive. I I have a day job. I have several day jobs. Generally, they involve producing other people's podcasts. Um, one of them is a podcast called Tofop with Will Anderson and Charlie Clawson. They have a Patreon as well. And uh, Will actually made this really good analogy on uh, the show that I just ripped out the audio of because I wanted to pitch this as a kind of thinking point for you to maybe consider donating to the Patreon because it really does help me. This this show does take a few hours. Well, it takes probably a whole day a week to put this show together from production, from like writing, production, post-production, and then uploading and distribution, right? Here's what Will said. It's funny that we, we, we are so generous in, you know, signing up to streaming services for these like, you know, billion dollar companies. And we're like, well, you know, we should pay for this entertainment. But when it comes to these, you know, people who are making something that we love every week and are surviving, you know, on the smell of an oily rag. Uh, it did trail off a bit, but that's the main point. I have been expressing to many people over the last few weeks on this podcast that you should cancel your Netflix account. Cancel your Netflix, cancel your streaming, go back to Jack Sparrowing. If you don't know what Jack Sparrowing is, figure it out. Make the, the three connections in your head that you have to make. Um, cancel your Netflix, freeze up, what, $12 a month for you? Put one month of that into the podcast, into the Patreon. That's $12. One month of Netflix pays a cent. It costs $15 a month to host this podcast online, just this one, not all the other ones. 
So if you give me $15, you can transfer it to paypal.me slash it's radio Mike. Um, you'd pay for this podcast to exist for a month. Huge. That's the best thing you can do. Um, but yeah, just wanted to put that out. Shout out to Radio Amy. Brand new listener of the show. Welcome to the radio family, the, the collective group of listeners of this podcast. Mike, I've been listening to about 10 of your podcasts every day. So I'm going to catch up much quicker than what is mentally sane. Amazing. I can't imagine. 10 podcasts a day. That's like 10 hours of me a day. That is, wow, no one can, I can't even handle 10 hours of me a day. I struggle by hour three or four, to be honest, after I've woken up. Endless thank you. Thank you to you for your efforts and the energy you bring to the podcast every single time. You're an absolute champ. Salute to you, Amy. Thank you very much. Appreciate that a lot. Um, again, patreon.com slash radio mic if you want to support the show and help me keep doing this. It is sometimes harder than other times um, just based on time commitments. This week is hard, but I am getting it done and I've got a good show lined up. The first thing I need to talk about this week uh, is I actually want to do a little thank you to you guys, listeners of the show. Of course, you can get in touch with the show, radio.mike on Instagram, slide into my DMs. There is a podcast Instagram at tcbpod. On Instagram, follow for daily memes related to this show and millennial-based content. Um, or radiomikepod at gmail.com. A big thank you to the many, many, and I cannot stress this enough, the many, many, many people who sent me, who slid into my DMs to share and share a link to the Hillary Duff nude photo shoot. Yes, I do have to speak about this. The official nude photo shoot, by the way. Um, Thank you to the many people who did share this with me. Because, of course, uh, this year in season four of the podcast, uh, about a month ago now, I did declare that Hilary Duff, possibly best known as Lizzie McGuire, now starring as uh, the main character in How I Met Your Mother, uh, How I Met Your Father, the spin-off of How I Met Your Mother on Hulu, um... Famous celebrity, I guess all celebrities are. I declared that she was my favourite actress of all time. I said that I thought she has that nostalgia factor and she's just actually a really good actor and I loved her in How I Met Your Father and then I watched the Lizzie McGuire movie and I was like, this movie's awesome. Hilary Duff's an amazing actress. And then, yeah, obviously, I guess the thought pattern for a lot of you guys, because, you know, over 20 people DM'd me this link that Hilary Duff did do um, a nude photo shoot. And that's awesome for Hillary. I think it's fantastic. She's um, proud of her body. She was um, brave enough to go and do a nude photo shoot. It's obviously like, I guess, quote unquote, a tasteful nude photo shoot. It's not like she's done a full frontal shot for Playboy. I think it's like women's health and she's just done yeah a nude photo shoot where kind of all the, the key points are still covered. But, she, you know, anyway. Why am I talking about this? Because, guys, it seemed like a lot of you were implying that my love of Hilary Duff as an actor spurs from the fact that she is an attractive blonde woman who is very much my type. You know, like, that is kind of, like, generally the type of woman I find very attractive, like a blonde woman who's a little bit shorter than me, and, you know, I, I, I like blonde. I, I, I like blondes. I don't know if I've ever explicitly said that on the podcast. My preference is blondes, but, you know, I like all women. Anyway, I'm digging a hole here. Guys, I don't like Hillary for her looks. 
I acknowledge that she is an attractive woman. Don't get me wrong. She is an attractive woman. She is a physically attractive woman and I do find her attractive. Okay. But a few of you were writing in, um, Radio Chloe, welcome to the RF. She linked it to me in my DMs and goes, here's some porn for you for the next month. And I just thought, no, I I, I cannot stress this enough. Hillary Duff to me is absolutely a good, a really good actress that I genuinely think is awesome. If you don't believe me, go and watch How I Met Your Father. She's amazing in it. She's perfect. Everything about Hilary Duff is perfect. I do not like her purely for her looks, which a lot of you seem to imply. She is good looking, but she's also a very good actress. And I just wanted to clear that up because the the prevailing message I did get from a lot of you was that this is like, like, I'm not going to lie. When I saw that Hilary Duff had done a nude photo shoot, because I do follow her on Instagram, and she did post it on her story. I was like, oh, I I definitely did sort of stop on the story and and admire what I was seeing. Because again, acknowledging Hilary Duff is an attractive woman, but I also genuinely, ju- I, it's not even just her acting. It's also just her personality. She just seems like a really, really nice person. Bubbly, fun, very humble. Like all of those traits are very attractive to me. Very successful, but very humble. Um, and again, guys, as I've said, she is attractive, but a lot of you did imply that the only reason I liked her was because she's attractive, which is in fact, not true. In fact, I have never specified her attractiveness previous to this, which is proof that I do actually think she's a very good actress, just in case. Anyway, just want to do that. Thank you to all of you who did link me the Hillary Duff nude photo shoot. Um, make of, make of it what you will. One pressing thing that I do need to bring up is that, uh, again, over the last few weeks, uh, well, over this season of the show, I guess, season four of the show, one of the main plot arcs has been um, that I've been snubbed from a lot of movie premieres. I am at this point where I genuinely think this podcast is big enough that I should be invited to a lot of premieres, especially for like... Disney movies and Marvel movies, like, like I mean, Marvel is a brand of Disney now. So, like, Disney, Universal, any, like, pop culture kind of thing. The main one I was disappointed I got snubbed from was Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I would argue I have the biggest Harry Potter podcast in Australia, but I was snubbed from the premiere. As I said on a previous episode, previous episode Ellie Miles, former Bachelorette, another attractive woman, was invited. No problem with that. Just don't think she likes Harry Potter as much as me and I should have been invited. Or I would have wanted to be plus one by her. I would, I, Ellie Miles, if you're listening, I would like to be plus one by you to a movie movie premiere in the future. Just putting it out there, especially if it's Harry Potter themed. Anyway, I have been pushing and pushing to be invited to a premiere. The latest one we mo- we missed out on, well, I missed out on, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Had to go to a normal cinema on a normal night like a pleb. Saw a bunch of people going to the premiere. Don't even think they like Doctor Strange. Brought it up, I believe, on last week or the week before show with Simon from Adam and Simon because I found out that their producer, Ed, Ed Gooden, was going to the premiere with them as a plus one and I argued that I should have been invited to that, not Ed. 
and they agreed. This week, and I usually do this in the plug at the end of the show, but this week I was actually uh, a guest on the Adam and Simon show. Great podcast. Go and listen. Had a great time. And something huge has happened, guys, because I made Simon promise that he would invite me to the next movie premiere. And look, I'm really proud to make this announcement. The announcement is as follows. I am officially going to my first movie premiere as Radio Mike. Thank you. Round of applause, please. Cue the round of applause sound effect here. So more details. I I will put a little bit of audio from the Adam and Simon show here to explain a little bit. Ed is going to Ed. What are you going to? The Bob's Burger movie premiere. Oh, that's bullshit. You hold the power and Mike is saying he's coming to you with hat in hand. It would, And you're in. So, so tw- when is it? 20... It's May 23rd. May 23rd, yeah. Monday, Monday night. Coburg Drive-In, free drinks and oh, food. Oh, it's at the drive-in? Yeah. Oh, you don't want to go They're doing now? a premiere at the drive-in? Yeah, it's Bob's Burgers and it's like it's a... Coburger. Oh, oh, that's yeah. clever. I still yeah, yeah. want to go. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Pat, who produces my podcast, so the... The end of you. The end of my show <laughs> wants to come to that premiere. He, he actually said to me, Wait, I'm not so is he asking you asking for a plus one? He actually yes. said to me, if if you get invited to the Bob's Burgers premiere, can I please go? <laughs> can you go? Uh, and yes. I'm to, to, uh, yeah. Oh. So it's going to be Ed and he's in the front seat, Mike and Pat in the back seat, who can't see because they're obstructed by the headrests. <laughs> and Pat's been like, can you guys stop kissing in there? Do you want to watch the movie? So it is the Bob's Burgers movie. It is the premiere of the Bob's Burgers movie. Love Bob's Burgers. Love the show. Cannot wait for the movie. Go and listen to the Adam and Simon show. It was a really good chat, by the way, and I'll plug it again at the end. But yeah, love the Bob's Burgers movie. So super excited to be going to this premiere. Now... A few weeks before this, Pat, producer Pat, the producer of this podcast, which does make sense and catch him on Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio Mike, actually said to me, like, just in a message, like, hey, if on the off chance you somehow manage to get into the Bob's Burgers movie premiere, please bring me as a plus one because he loves Bob's Burgers. Cannot stress this enough. Pat, our producer, Huge fan of Bob's Burgers. One of his favourite shows. I like it too. I'd say Pat is a bigger fan. It is a good show. And he made me promise that I would plus one him. And I was like, yeah, of course I'll plus one you, man. Absolutely, 100% will plus one you if it happens. Now, of course, if you listen to the Adam and Simon Show podcast that I'm a guest on, and there is a playlist on Spotify that is linked in this podcast notes, that links to every show that I've been a guest on as a podcast, like every other podcast I've been a guest on. So go and check that playlist out if you want to binge more of me. Um, you will Pat, I have arranged for Pat to be included in the premiere. He is coming to the premiere. But I thought it would be fun to kind of do an old-fashioned radio-style prank on Pat. So I organised for Ed Gooden, the producer of Adam and Simon Show, who is, you know, as you heard in that audio, taking us to the premiere with him as plus ones and then Pat's my plus one. And what I thought I'd do is get Ed to call Pat saying that he works for uh, 20th Century Fox, who run 
who were running the Bob's Burgers premiere, I guess, and that Mike, me, passed on Pat's number to as a producer contact, and he wants to talk about plus ones. And basically what I said to Ed is make Pat make Pat think that he's going to be the plus one and then reveal that it's someone else and just see how Pat reacts because he'll he'll either take it like a champ or he'll be devastated and hang up. Now, we recorded this prank call earlier to help um, cue our uh, timetables together. Just know Ed is on is recording on a microphone. I am on the phone listening in to the call with Pat. So later on, I come into the call and and it and it's phone quality because I'm on the phone there. Ed's the only one on the mic, just so you guys know what to expect quality-wise. But yeah, so here's how the prank went and here's how Pat went. Here's how Pat felt rather when we tried to make him feel like he wasn't getting an invite. Tried to blindside him and make him think that he wasn't getting an invite to the Bob's Burgers movie premiere, which I promised him he would. Take a listen. Hello? Hey, is this Pat DeGilio? Yes. Hey, Pat, my name's Chris Adams. Um, I work at Fox Studios uh, in Melbourne. Um, I was just put in touch with you, or I was offered your number by, uh, not sure how to pronounce his name, Mike Liberale? Yep, that's him. Yeah, um, so we've just gotten in touch with Mike regarding um, a premiere for the new Bob's Burgers movie. Um, yeah. Not sure if you know Bob's Burgers. Um, yep. But there's a premiere happening on the 23rd of May, so next Monday. 23rd um, of next Monday. Yeah, so he, he gave me your number just to organise the plus one for the event yeah. and just the logistics around it. Mm. Um, so, do you mind if I just grab some of your details? Yeah, of course. Yeah, cool. So, I've got your name here, so that's all good. And I've got your phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just have to grab your email, if that's all right. Of course. So, that's uh, Patrick at Gmail. Awesome. Cool. So, you'll be the best person to, to contact regarding the plus one and how it's uh, all going to work? Uh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. So, I'll just give you the name of who Mike is taking. Um, just so you can kind of liaise with them and just organise it for the for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so his name is Ed Gooden. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yep. Um, and so, are you okay to reach out to him and just to let him know about the event? Um, it's going to be really, really exciting. I'm not sure if you know Bob's Burgers or if you're a fan at all. I am a bit of a fan. Yeah. Oh, you're a big fan. Yeah. Oh, this would have been a good one for you to go to then. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, okay, so Mike is, um, yeah, Mike's got that all sorted for himself and Ed, mm. um, and he's actually, I think he's hiring, he let me know that he's hiring, like, some sort of car as well for it. Oh, and, and uh, thanks, Chris, this is Chris's affiliate uh, from Fox, Tim Buxton. Uh I was just wondering, are you upset that you're not coming to the event, Mr. DeGilio? Yes! <laughs> Would you like to come to the event? Uh, maybe, uh, if that's okay with you, Mr. Fox. Uh, my name's Tim Simonson. Uh, yeah, he works for Fox. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no tickets left, so you won't be coming to the event. And, yeah, that's a shame that Mike didn't uh, invite you. He shame. must not like you. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Chris Adams, do you want to reveal who you really are? 
Uh, Chris Adams is actually uh, the name of Mike's new best friend and plus one forever, Ed Gooden. <laughs> Guess what, Pat? You're coming. We'll fucking see you there. Play celebration <laughs> music, Ed. Play the celebration music. You didn't like it. I don't it. have any lined up. I'm not, I'm not as good at... I don't press the buttons as well as you do, Mike, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, Pat, it was all a prank. You are coming. How do you feel Beautiful. now? Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, look, I think if it's just all this... Oh, by the way, you're actually not coming. We're being serious. I think that probably would have been a bit of a sour move on uh, on your end, Mike. But um, but yeah, that was uh, you definitely sparked some good jollies there. That was uh, uh, well done, well played. But how did you feel when Ed, when like Chris Adams from Fox revealed that I was taking Ed and not you? Like, how did that feel in that moment? Explain to the listeners. Yeah, I was pretty upset. I mean, like, I thought I was going to be the plus one. Then this Ed guy just comes up and I didn't know who he was. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty upsetting. Good stuff, guys. Thank you so much. See you at the premiere. There you go. Fantastic job from Ed. Would love to do more pranks uh, on this show. I don't know. Pranks just feel like a staple of like the kind of content I make. And uh, yeah, that was really fun. Huge apologies to Pat, but he is coming. We are going to the Bob's Burgers movie premiere, which is awesome. And uh, really cool to be doing kind of like a semi collab with Adam and Simon, which, um, which is also, yeah, which is a great podcast. And those guys are awesome and really generous to me. And I love those guys so much. So yeah. That'll be really fun. Cannot wait to go and, and make some content out of that for this show and for Adam and Simon as well. So yeah, we're really looking forward to see how that all comes about. Hey guys, a very rare interjection here by post-production Mike in the editing suite. Uh, this is a really funny turn of events because uh, essentially as soon as I finished recording this episode on Monday, right, after all of this stuff around going with Adam and Simon, you know, as a plus one to them, which was on their podcast, and then pranking Pat, right? After all of that, I am not joking. As soon as I finished recording this podcast, I got an email from Disney saying, Hi, Mike. We'd like to invite you to the Bob's Burgers premiere. And you can have a plus one. (laughs) So, even though I was not originally invited when I started recording this episode and did all this recording and agreed to go with Ed as a plus one on behalf of the Adam and Simon show. After all of that, I officially did get invited and it's too late to change the podcast, obviously, but I just wanted to do an interjection from the editing sweep. We are officially invited now, which I will talk about on next week pod, but I had to clarify and um, (laughs) I just thought it was an ironic twist of events that after all this, I did end up getting a late official invite from Disney. So this is our first ever actual, actual premiere as the 20th Century Boy podcast. Me and Pat will be going in our own car and uh, I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to interject from the editing suite back to the podcast. (laughs) There's a couple things that I also just wanted to talk about quickly. Uh, Whoops, not that. Something in the mainstream media that's caught my eye recently, and this might not resonate as, as much with um with international listeners. This feels like a very Australian thing, but I implore you to keep listening. I mean, it'd be terrible for you to turn the podcast off. Anyway, just keep listening. It doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm saying this. <laughs> so if you're in Australia, you may notice that Channel 7, one of our main commercial networks, see I'm trying to make it as internationally friendly as possible, has just launched a new season of Big Brother Australia. 
If you're not from Australia or if you were born like in the mid 2000s, as in like, sorry, the mid 40s, I guess, like 2005 onwards, which by the way, as someone who was born in the 90s, it it blows my mind that there are people who were born after 9-11. That actually just blows my mind. When people are like, I was born in 2003 and I'm 19, I'm like, wow, you are sick. You are sick, young man. No, I just find it weird. Um, I, if you're not familiar with Australian Big Brother, it's kind of had three waves. The first wave was in, I believe the first season was actually in 2001. And I think it went, it was on Channel 10, another one of our major um, commercial networks. Well, I wouldn't say they're necessarily major because they're facing a huge money crisis and they don't rate very much at all, but that's kind of a different story. Um, Big Brother was on Channel 10 in the early, in the start of the 21st century here in Australia. And it was like genuinely what it, because Big Brother at the time was a social experiment. It was before the internet was what it was. So it was literally like, you can watch these people all day, 24 seven. We're filming them. We film them in the toilets. We film everything. And Whatever we want to go to air goes to air. And it was literally just the wild, wild west of TV. It's kind of like what podcasting has been. It's just like anything went. And you would, like, I remember being a kid, being like 10 years old and sneaking up with my next door neighbor at the time, watching Big Brother Uncut and seeing like our first ever TV boobs of like girls on Big Brother. It was actually like, now that I actually think about it, it was kind of... It was kind of creepy in a way because it was very exploitative, particularly of the female contestants, I would say, um, because I would say it, it was very much like they showed a lot of nudity. They had shows kind of devoted to the nudity of the contestants, particularly in the early days, and it was very raw. And that's kind of what Big Brother was. And But just like thinking about it now, it would never happen like that. It wouldn't, it would just, you couldn't do that now. It was very much like, oh, we're going to look at these. The, here's a 10 minute scene of the female housemates getting changed, full frontal nudity. And and I guess the argument is, well, they, this is what they agreed to, but it does now feel very exploitative. As a kid, you're just like, oh, naked girls. And they showed naked men as well, but it's just, this is just me reflecting on that period. That all kind of abruptly ended it was in, and there were some really good twists, by the way. They had, my favourite ever was the Logan twins, which was when two identical twins had to swap in and swap out pretending to be one person. And it was going really well until one of them, they were playing soccer, and one of them kind of burst through, uh, accidentally bumped into one of the windows. The window shattered and the glass cut open his arm. So they both had to pretend to have a bandage on and they then they swapped out and the housemates kept being like, show us the scab, show us the scab. And obviously the other twin didn't have anything there so couldn't show them the scab because there was no scab. They ended up being found out and then they were in the house together. Great twist, great television. And there was, a, there was this big incident that occurred where, I don't even have to get into it. If you're from Australia, you've probably heard of it. There was a big incident and then they kind of sanitized the last two seasons and then the ratings just naturally dwindled because it had been on for like eight years. Went dormant for a while. Maybe five years later, it came back on Channel 9 um, and that was a much more sanitized, family-friendly version, but it was still like the traditional Big Brother. It was still 
like daily shows, live streaming 24-7 and whatever. And it also gave us Tim, who in my opinion is the best Big Brother contestant of all time, the long-haired kind of dude who played the game and like just manipulated all the housemates and won the game. He's awesome. Highlights, go and look it up. Then that that lasted three seasons, then it stopped again, and now Channel 7 has picked it up and turned it into a Survivor-esque pre-recorded show. It's no longer like live and live audience and audience voting. It's now basically Survivor, but in a house. That's all fine. I just wanted to give a little background. It's not rating that well on Channel 7. So this year, to try and spice Big Brother up, To try and spice Big Brother up, what Channel 7 has done is they have essentially been like, we're going to do Big Brother All-Stars. All the contestants from the past, a bunch of winners from the past, some of the the most popular, some of the most popular Big Brother contestants from the past are coming back to the house. Oh, we've got Trevor who won Big Brother 2004. We've got Reggie who won Big Brother 2003. We've got David, the farmer that came out in 2005, live on the show. And here's what I want to say to Channel 7 about this, because unfortunately it's not rating, right? And it's nothing against these people. But what I want to say to Big Brother, what I want to say to Channel 7 is like, you think that bringing Trevor, the winner of Big Brother 2004, a show that aired nearly 20 years ago, right? The demographic of this show is like people in their late 20s, early 30s, probably, and kids. All the kids that watched, all the people that watched Trevor win Big Brother in 2004, they're literally like 60 now. They're they're like 50. They're not, they don't want to watch Big Brother. And and here's my main message. Channel 7 thinks by bringing all these all-stars back to Big Brother, they literally think they're essentially doing what the Marvel Cinematic Universe does. They they think this is the fucking multiverse of madness. I'm I'm being serious. Channel 7 like sees, "Oh, did you see that new Spider-Man movie? They got Tobey Maguire. They got Andrew Garfield. They're all on screen together. That's what we need to do with Big Brother. We've got to get Trevor. We've got to get Reggie. We've got to get Tim. We've got to bring them all back together." just like they did with Spider-Man in Spider-Man No Way Home. Because when Trevor and Reggie go into the Big Brother house and stand next to each other, people are going to look at that the same way they look at the three Spider-Mans next to each other in Spider-Man No Way Home. That's what Channel 7 thinks. But the catch is, the whole point of Big Brother is we don't give a fuck about any of the people on Big Brother once it ends. I'll tell you one thing, Channel 7. I haven't thought about Trevor from Big Brother since 2004. Why? Because as soon as Big Brother ends, I don't care about any of the people anymore. That's the whole point of the show is no one cares about them. I, don't, I haven't thought about Reggie from Big Brother. I barely thought about her at the time. I forgot about her. And you think you're making the multiverse of madness of reality TV. You're not. No one cares about these people. It's nothing. And by the way, Trevor, if you're watching, it's nothing against you. 
You're a great guy, I'm sure. And I'm sure you're not complaining because you won a million dollars on that show. You're probably getting paid like 200K for this one. I'm sure you're not complaining. No one cares about you. You know that no one cares about you. You're not Toby Maguire. You're not Andrew Garfield. No one is... You being back in the house with Reggie and Tim and then like Tully and Drew from Big Brother 2013 is not the same as all three live-action Peter Parkers being on screen together in one movie. It just isn't. And all these shows that now think, oh, all we have to do is bring back someone, it's not the same cultural phenomenon. When Han Solo returned in Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, that was a big moment because Han Solo is a cultural icon that hadn't been on screen in any way since the 70s. Trevor and Reggie from Big, from Big Brother 2004 are not cultural icons. That's nothing against them. They are cultural icons in the same way I'm a cultural icon, which is that they're not cultural icons. And no one is going... Nobody is like, oh, finally they're bringing Trevor and Reggie back. (laughs) Channel 7, this isn't the multiverse of madness. You just, I think you just got to let the show go. And and, and if not, you should have got the Logan twins. If you had the Logan twins, I would have watched. That's all I'll say. Logans, where you at? Come on this show. I'd love to interview you. Anyway, those are my thoughts on the current iteration of Big Brother. Um, hey, I uh, I, I kind of launched something last week on the show that really popped off. So uh, I've made a segment intro for it. Let's do this. It's time for the Shrekomatic Universe. Does that sound good to you? Uh, no, not really, no. It's the Shrekomatic Universe, a.k.a. the Shrek CU, which uh, is based around my theory that... Uh, Shrek was originally, was before Marvel did it, I believe that Shrek, the creators of Shrek were planning a Shrek cinematic universe. And I believe that Puss in Boots, the 2011 spin-off film of Shrek 2, where we found we saw the origin story of, uh, of Puss in Boots, I believe that was the first testing of the waters for the franchise. But then I think because Shrek 4 was a terribly written film, it never ended up happening. And the Shrek franchise lay dormant until I found out that Puss in Boots is coming back with a sequel this year. I think it's called Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which I found very fascinating because it's like Shrek as a franchise has been dead since like 2010 and 12 years later, oh no, since 2011, I guess. 12, 10 years later, 11 years later, they're doing a sequel to Puss in Boots to kind of re-bring Shrek, the franchise, into the zeitgeist? No. That movie is going to be the launching pad of the Shrekomatic universe. Funnily enough, a friend of the show, Radio Dave Lee Down Under, has a great YouTube channel and is is, a, is just a great, generally great guy. He uh, he does a he actually does a YouTube channel all around the animation industry and film. And animation in general, that's his passion. And, and movies and pop culture, go check his videos out. He knows his stuff a lot. Like, he's very knowledgeable in this realm. 
Got a sneaky little message from him this week, uh, or maybe a comment. No, it was a DM in relation to the video, the clip from this pod I put up about the Shrekomatic universe. Here's what he said. Hey, Mike, I'll tell you something. DreamWorks recently hired Chris Melodandry, the head of Illumination Animation. I guess he's the former head of Illumination because now he works for DreamWorks. And uh, he goes on. They hired him to come in and help them reboot the Shrek franchise. The new Puss in Boots is the first project they are releasing and they're supposedly working now on rebooting Shrek as well. I think you're certainly on the money here. And I made the call that I'm almost certain that in some way Shrek will appear in the Puss in Boots movie. And it's still unclear whether it's a sequel or a reboot of the Puss in Boots franchise, which is a spin-off of the Shrek franchise. But I believe, I don't know if they'll have lines. I'm saying maybe there is a montage, for example, of Puss in Boots traveling throughout the world of Shrek and he maybe he's in Far, Far Away and Shrek's there or he, he goes past the swamp and Shrek's there. You may, maybe, we don't, maybe we don't see or hear from Shrek, but some reference to Shrek being the swamp or Shrek himself, or even maybe a reference to Princess Fiona or something, will be in this movie. And then we will see the Shrekomatic universe. You guys loved this because so many of you wrote in with suggestions to this. Um, had a few people, in co- including George Cook Comedy, welcome to the radio family, said there should be a, a movie about Fiona's parents. And I, I agree with that. I did mention, I think it'd be good to see, I think it's Harold Harold and, I can't remember the mum's name, Harold and uh, the, the woman, because we know there is an implied backstory in Shrek 2 and 3 that Harold was in fact a frog or a toad who um, used, helped, got Fairy Godmother to help him uh, marry the princess or marry his wife. Very, very interesting stuff there. Could be a prequel. Very young, a younger fairy godmother, a baby or young Prince Charming. Uh, Radio Lottie Shalotti, welcome to the RF. She actually suggests that there should be a movie based around Shrek's kids. That would be a good one for the Shrek- Shrekomatic universe. I reckon that's a TV series. I reckon that's, you know, phase two where we're exploring more minor characters in a TV series. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, Radio Jaden Shepard. He said he'd love to see a spin-off of Doris the Barmaid, who is the barmaid in Far, Far Away that, yeah, is in drag, I guess, or, you know, and and uh, is a, I, I believe she is one of Cinderella's evil stepsisters as well. So that would be good, like a Shrek universe Cinderella, maybe focusing on Doris, the evil stepsister, instead of Cinderella. Because that, that, that kind of feels like what Shrek would do. Shrek always kind of goes on a like a, a reverse fairy tale story. So it would be interesting to see Cinderella from the perspective of the of one of the ugly stepsisters. Shrek could do that. I actually put a poll up on the TCB pod Instagram saying which Shrek spin-off would you be most excited to see? Gingerbread Man origin story, Donkey Dragon buddy cop film, Pinocchio prequel, or Fairy Godmother Prince Charming prequel? Of which the majority of you said a Donkey Dragon buddy cop film would be your favourite. So that's interesting. But a huge, huge shout out to Radio Josh Christophers. Welcome to the radio family. He sent in 
quite a sizable email, um, like a very, very long email, where he's essentially, well, here's what he said. Hi there, Mike. I've been thinking about the Shrek universe for an hour or so. Here's my pitch. Apologies for it being so long. I would like to apologize for the detail I go into. I had too many ideas for movies uh, in the Shrek universe. However, unfortunately, I do believe that in order to do this universe, the universe would need to be totally rebooted. He also said he was, well, this email is so long, it has a read more. I love this. He says he's basically outlined the entirety of phase one of the Shrekomatic universe. And he says at the end, hope this gives you a laugh. Was a little drunk writing this, Radio JC. I'll read his outline for Shrek 1, which is Shrek the Reboot. He says, the first Shrek movie, while perfect, I believe had a villain that should be used later on, rather than for the beginning of the franchise. Lord Farquaad is fun, however, he is a lord and Shrek should have some reason to actually want to fight him. During the movie, he doesn't necessarily have one. This is why, to me, Lord Farquaad makes the perfect villain for the end end movie of the phase, rather than the beginning launch to the universe. The movie starts with Shrek getting chased by some goofy villagers as a young kid running away with his family from a mob of angry villagers, yelling about how they were tricked into accepting them and that abominations like them don't belong in society, causing the family to find a swamp for sale and buy it from the fairy tale bank. Shrek would work for a factory dumping the chemicals from old potions from a company called Godmother's Chemical Solutions into his mud baths. This would lead to a scene showing how an ogre ogre Shrek can resist magic, especially potions. The scene would be fun as Shrek would use these chemicals like shampoo, but every time a mouse or toad gets even a drop on them, they completely change, whether it's colour with rats turning from grey to bright pink, toads growing mullets, and snakes changing into creatures with the ability to fly. Eventually, though... The bank would come saying he needs money or else they will foreclose his property. This would drive him to Fairytale Town, a small town on the edge of Lord Farquaad's land where a branch of the bank is. The bank would reject his pleads to give him extra time to earn the money. A bank ran by Rumpelstiltskin, where after leaving the bank, he would see a poster for a tournament where the winner gets all debts cleared and wins a bag of gold and gains a magic horse, leading to a tournament the same one as the, as the original movie Minus Donkey's Participation. At the end, Lord Farquaad would see that Shrek was an ogre where he had highly racist slurs used against him. Think mudblood, but more like half-breed. After offering to triple the prize if Shrek completes a quest for him to fetch the princess, Shrek agrees but says how it's a long way away, he could at least have a, have a steed to get him there. When Lord Farquaad gives him, then Lord Farquaad gives him the donkey, gives him donkey as it is the worst of all steeds and what an ogre deserves. From here, the movie plays out the same as the first movie with Donkey and Shrek bantering and hating each other, rescuing the princess from the dragon. However, Shrek and Fiona actually fall in love and decide not to go to Lord Farquaad together, returning to the swamp to live happily ever after. During the last scene of the movie, they are having lunch together, exchanging fart jokes jokes, when Lord Lord Farquaad's army busts in and takes Fiona by force, forcing Shrek to lose the love he just lost and find a way to overcome Lord Farquaad's army. That is the first movie in the Shrek Shrekomatic universe. I like where it's going. I'll read the Gingerbread Man one, which is the next movie in this phase next week, but keep sending them in. Would love to hear um, some more pictures for these so we can start really building it out.
Of course, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we found out this week that the Luke and Lewis podcast is ending. If you're not familiar with this, the whole Radio Mike moniker and my kind of the reason this podcast exists was because I used to work on a radio show called I used to work on a radio show called Luke and Lewis back at um, Triple M, um, which was basically me uh, paneling this show for Luke Kidgel and Lewis Spears, two comedians who have become super big now. Um, and I was like a third voice on the show. And that's how Radio Mike came about in the first place. And they eventually left radio and decided to do a podcast. Uh, and that podcast is coming to an end. Really sad. I'm going to talk more about it on the Overflow this week and on the Pat and Mike show. So jump on the Patreon. But um, I really, um, I'm, I'm sad to hear that it's coming to an end, but it seems like the right choice for the time being. I look back so fondly on those first two years of that show on radio because we were literally looking back. We were just like kids. We were like 23. I was 23. Luke was like 21. And we just had control of a whole radio station here in Melbourne and sometimes nationally, um, which I don't know, it got really chaotic, but it was also kind of like a ground, um, for like, I guess to experiment and to like find for me at least to find my feet. And I'm really grateful for the exposure that I was able to get on that show back in the day. And, um, for that relationship that was formed, like really two amazing guys, amazing friends, really supportive. And hopefully I can do something on the show before it ends just to say thank you on the show. Um, but yeah, more, more detail on that. Cause I know, I mean, at first everyone listening to this was essentially a, um, Luke and Lewis listener, but it seems to have diversified a lot. But yeah, if you are interested on hearing thoughts, me and Pat are going to talk about it and I'll talk about it a bit on the overflow, um, this week. So yeah. Last week on the show, I also launched another segment, which is songs that you forgot existed. Send one in anytime. Feel free to send it to the podcast hotline, 1-800-438-353. And leave any voicemail on the podcast hotline. Would love to get more voices on the show. Um, last week, the song you forgot existed was Get Shaky by the Ian Carey Project. Put it out as a poll on Instagram. And I think it was actually about 50-50 to people who acknowledged that, yes, I did forget this song existed until I heard it now. So, as always, jump on the TCB pod Instagram. I'm going to put this one on as well. This is our second ever songs you forgot existed. Um, I think this fits nicely towards the end of the show. It's just a little fun thing. So, guys, let me know what you think of this. This is a song that I definitely always forget existed, but I actually think it's an absolute banger. Let me know what you think as we jump in to another edition of this. Here we go, round two. Get ready, guys, because I'm about to play you a song that you definitely forgot existed. That's right. I guarantee you, you have not thought about this song in a very, very long time. Ready to hear it? Say hell yeah. Did you say it? Here it is. Because tonight will be... That's right, it's Fall For You by Secondhand Serenade. Now it's your turn. Send in a song you think I forgot existed. Yeah, please send them in. A few people did send them in, but I have like a back catalogue of them already like written down. And I'm like, oh, I totally forgot that song. But yeah, please send them in. 
Um, would love to get your guys' ones up there. Uh, hey, that's nearly everything, so let's do this. The plug. Uh, first things first, as I plugged at the start, I loved that chat with Adam and Simon on their podcast, so please go and have a listen to that um, there will be a link to that Spotify playlist I mentioned earlier in the notes. It's That's in the notes of every show. As well as that, patreon.com slash radio mic. Can't plug it enough. Or for a one-off donation to the show if you enjoy it, paypal.me slash it's radio mic. $15 pays for a month of this show. Keeps the lights on. The Well, the, like it keeps the show up for another month. That is a huge, huge thing you can do for the show. We are, Pat and I are working on uh, a few new things that uh, hopefully will get people into the Patreon, but please, the overflow is really fun. So is the Pat and Mike show and there's weekly bonus content there. Um, Like right now, as soon as I stop recording, I start recording again for another 15, 20 minutes for the overflow where I kind of continue on a few thoughts and give some more behind the scenes thoughts and deeper thoughts on stuff I wouldn't normally talk about on the main pod. So I would really like for you guys to jump on there and support if you can. Um, the remembering project from Hamish and Andy is still running. It's exclusive to the listener app until the 14th of July. Um, I pop up a bit on those. I did want to put a little grab in from a funny moment, um, involving me from this week's app. So here it is. 2007. Weird Al Yankovic was on. Which was really? I don't remember ever having Weird Al on. It would have been huge for us at the time. That's oh. very early days. We would have Do you been know who Weird Al is, Mike? Love Weird Al. Yeah. Huge. Seminal. Fan of I mean, Weird he's still Al. doing great yeah. work now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but we had him on. When was the last time you saw him, Mike? In person? I've never well, seen him. Well, I'll take him. that. But I mean, <laughs> I just saw him do something. A lot of fun. One of our strongest seasons yet. So if you want to listen, go to the listener app. As well as that, I recommend um, Tofop, which is Will and Charlie's podcast that I work on each week. It's really, really fun. It kind of like, it's a bit like this pod in that it's just like unpacking pop culture sometimes needlessly. But there's also often like some really um, like not sensitive discussion, but just like, like very intellectual and kind of... Um, honest reflections on the world. I pop up a bit from time to time now because I've got a live mic on the show. So, yeah, I, if you want the complete radio mic experience, jump on there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've got a few more guest podcast people guesting on my podcast. Uh, sorry, people that want me to guest on their podcast coming up. So that's exciting. And as well as that, I am trying to get a mic talks uh, with... Lewis Spears happening this week. So that might be up. And also a bonus of my weekly radio spots with DD Dunleavy on 3AW coming up as well. Hopefully that all comes out. Um, and then Harry Potter and the Boys is there as well. My Harry Potter fan fiction podcast. Tom Bainbridge from Tom and Ollie joined me last week. Here's a highlight from that episode. Oh, what is this? Well, put a saddle on a donkey and call me a bitch. <laughs> you wrote that. I know. That's crazy. Have you ever said that in... <laughs> I've never said that in my life. Well, put a saddle on a donkey and call me a bitch. Who's saying that? Said Michael. Put, put a, a saddle, saddle on a donkey and call me a bitch, said Michael. <laughs> Other than that, of course, the YouTube, the TikTok, the Instagram, radio.mic, go and follow. Please recommend to your friends. And if you're on Spotify, um, you can support the show by giving it a five-star rating on the Spotify ratings 
We do accept four stars, but we do not, unfortunately, accept three or under. So you can't give those results to us. You're going to have to give them to a different podcast, which is difficult, but we it's just our policy here. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, also the same rules apply and a written review, all that stuff. One, it makes me feel good and boosts my ego to hear your positive feedback. And uh, two, it boosts us up in the rankings and whatever gets more people seeing the show. The show is growing a lot. Uh, which is awesome. The TikTok's growing a lot, which is awesome. We're getting a few people, re- a few brands reaching out, wanting to work with us, which is good. Um, so yeah, we really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I think Pat really appreciates it, but I can't speak for him to be honest. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Again, I do love very much. This podcast is the highlight of my week. Um, so I love doing it and I hope you guys love listening to it as much as I love making it. Uh, that's pretty much all for now. My name's been Radio Mike. This podcast has been the inside of my mind. Love your long time and also short time. See you later, alligator. Don't be a masturbator. I don't know, guys. I, I Ending the show is tough. See you later. Spinning around on my chair for video viewers. All the videos go up on YouTube. Should have said that. Bye. This episode of 20th Century Boy was brought to you by Radio Mike on Patreon. If you just finished the podcast and want to hear me talk even more, head to patreon.com slash radio mic to get access to the TCB Overflow podcast, an extra podcast every week, and the Pat and Mike show where me and producer Pat talk behind the scenes of making this show. The Patreon is overflowing with content. We'll see you there. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com.